0: Let's talk about autistic shutdowns and how we can ask our loved ones to help us when we are experiencing one. If content like this talking about neurodivergency, ADHD, and autism is helpful for you, please give this video a like and subscribe to my channel to stay up to date with new videos every single week. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to my channel. So on this week's episode, I wanted to talk about autistic shutdowns. So a part of the autistic experience is burnouts, meltdowns, and shutdowns. I have talked about burnouts before, I've talked about meltdowns before, but I have yet to talk about autistic shutdowns. I just thought that today's video would be a really great time to start talking about autistic shutdowns because it is a big part of our experience. I would ideally want you guys to be able to send videos like this to your loved ones so that they can learn more about you and how they could help you. So before I get into the tips and tricks as to how our loved ones can help us i want to first explain a little bit about what autistic shutdowns look like and kind of explain what we experience when we are going through a shutdown we all experience varying levels of stress in our daily lives many autistic people experience higher levels of stress and anxiety which can make things even more difficult this means they may reach crisis point more quickly Sometimes this crisis point is visible through either a meltdown or a shutdown. Each person will experience this crisis point differently. During a meltdown, a person may show extreme behaviors like shouting, self aggressive behavior, and repetitive behaviors. During meltdowns, there may be a risk of harm to the person themselves or to others. Meltdowns can be very distressing for the autistic person as well as the people supporting them. So this is what a shutdown may look like. During a shutdown, a person may either partially or completely withdraw from the world around them. They may not respond to communication anymore, retreat to their room, or lie down on the floor. They may also no longer be able to move from the situation they are in, no matter what it is. For example, a shopping center or a classroom. Shutdowns tend to be more discreet than meltdowns and may sometimes go unnoticed. However, like meltdowns, they are a person's response to reaching a crisis point. Sometimes meltdowns can turn into shutdowns. A person may show outward expressions of stress to begin with, then withdraw until their stress levels have reduced. In these cases, it is important to remember that the withdrawal itself isn't a sign that stress levels are reduced, but may be a necessary step for the autistic person to recover from the situation. So what causes a shutdown? Shutdowns are usually caused by high levels of stress to a point where the autistic person is no longer able to cope. These can be triggered by any situation and can be the result of an accumulation of stressful events over a period of time, hours, days, or even weeks. We are all able to deal with a certain amount of stress. Our days tend to be a combination of stressors and opportunities to de-stress. Autistic people tend to start their day with a higher level of stress and anxiety, leaving them with less room to cope with additional stress, so they may reach crisis point more quickly than others. So some common triggers of shutdowns may include too many demands placed on the autistic person, especially if they are not related to each other, unexpected changes to plans or routines, sensory overload, social overload so being exposed to too much social interaction this is particularly relevant to shutdown It is important to remember that the final trigger may not be the most significant issue and may appear trivial without fully understanding the stress and anxiety the autistic person is experiencing. It is also worth bearing in mind that shutdowns are actually quite similar to meltdowns. Both are extreme reactions to everyday stimuli. Both tend to be a result of an accumulation of issues over a prolonged period of time and both are out of the control of the autistic person. So I felt like what I just read to you guys was pretty Accurate to how an autistic shutdown feels what we kind of experience when we're going through a shutdown and what are possible reasons why we may have a shutdown. But I do want to add on top of that because of course I have my own experiences of having shutdowns that are more nuanced. So it does say in this little diagram that shutdowns usually follow meltdowns. So it's kind of like that transitional period after having a meltdown where you kind of just disassociate, you can't really process things, you kind of just are having this out of body experience and you just need your alone time for a certain amount of time before you come out of that extremely distressed state. But I do want to add that for me specifically and for those out there who may relate to me, I specifically have autistic shutdowns when I am trying my hardest to not have a full-blown meltdown. So my shutdowns are usually a precursor to a meltdown and is actually my attempt at keeping a meltdown from happening. What I mean when I say that is I have come to a point now where I am pretty well versed in what causes meltdowns and also once it's happening, what I'm probably going to experience, and I've made several videos at this point talking about meltdowns, so I'm not going to get too much into it. I'm going to focus more on shutdowns, but to kind of summarize meltdowns for me and for a lot of other autistic people who relate to me, it is a very physical experience and it could feel very overwhelming, but also embarrassing when you're in the middle of it because it looks like you're having a tantrum and you look extremely distraught stressed. For me, I I cry a lot. I can't really process things. I can't talk. At times, I could even have panic attacks during a meltdown. And sometimes if it's really really bad and I'm not in public, I'm in a safer situation where people can't hear me, I will have full-blown bouts of screaming and an intense need to just like stim in a very harsh way on myself. By no means am I actually harming myself, but it is just when you're in that extremely distressing meltdown moment, i feel like at its worst, that's where it goes to for me personally. I want to say this so that you guys don't feel ashamed when you have meltdowns because people like me, i would say i'm generally really well regulated. I generally take really good care of my body, mental health, emotional well-being, and i just want to say that no matter what you do for your own well-being, no matter how much you maintain all of that, you could still have meltdowns, and you could still get to that point where you're screaming and just feeling so distressed. I don't want us to be ashamed of that, and I know that we do feel ashamed of it a lot of the times. I still struggle with that feeling as well when it happens, but I'm hoping that by me saying it out loud on my channel, it's kind of taking the power away from that feeling of shame, and I'm just being very open and honest with you guys. All of that to say is that experience is a very physical experience and so a lot of the times when i feel a meltdown starting to come on i really try to get the reins on it by basically going through a shutdown let me kind of explain that process to you guys So for me, a shutdown is a really great way for me to not go into a full-blown meltdown because the word itself kind of explains what you go through. You shut down. You kind of go inward and you just close it all in. The way I kind of think about this is like I'm coating my body with this protective barrier in which I just contain everything within itself as it is. I do not take anything else in, but I also don't let anything within myself go out. It's just kind of pressing that pause button and coating myself in that layer. Something I'm thinking about visually is for any of you who watch Attack on Titans, if you remember Annie when she gets encoded in that super hardened rock and she just kind of gets frozen in there for many seasons, like nothing could go inside, but she also can't escape outward. That's kind of what I feel like my shutdowns feel like. That's my way of just pressing pause on something that is building up and I could feel it building up. I know that if it were to keep building up, it would reach to a breaking point, a meltdown point. And so in order to stop myself from getting to that meltdown point, I just put a really hard pause on all of the stimuli and I just need to veg out for however long. Usually shutdowns for me need to be at least like an hour long, if not, a couple hours long to a whole day of just not talking, being nonverbal, but also just not having to process anything mentally. If there's a way to think about shutdowns is you're not taking anything in, you're not really thinking about anything within yourself either. You put all of that energy into just trying to maintain your physical well-being and you just have to put your emotional processing and mental processing on pause until you feel safe again, until you feel well rested again, And once that's established, you could begin to, you know, turn your brain back on and be like, okay, what's been happening? I just kind of got out of that brain fog. I got out of that disassociation. What happened? What am I experiencing right now? And then that's when you could also go through your emotions. How do I feel about what just happened? Or, you know, just all the processing and reflecting can kind of take place after you've established that physical sense of safety again. I feel like this is a good time to begin to delve into advice for loved ones and I just want to say right off the bat when your autistic loved one is experiencing a shutdown please do not make them feel bad for it because I guarantee you when they're experiencing their shutdown that is their way of actually trying to regulate themselves the best that they can, if they're putting all that effort to regulate themselves the best that they can and get themselves back to that baseline point, you're just hitting them with so many questions. It's not only very overwhelming, but it kind of makes us feel even worse because we're putting you in distress. We're also going through that crazy realization that even when I'm trying so hard It's really not coming across as I'm doing a good thing for myself. It's actually coming across as something that is concerning to others. So that makes me feel even worse about myself because I'm not really being successful at regulating myself. That's why my loved one is so worried about me. So that's kind of that internal dialogue that we go through when our loved ones are constantly showing that deep sense of concern, asking us questions, trying to help, trying to get to the bottom of it. It's just so frustrating because we know that you're coming from a good place and there's that aspect of us that understands that so we try to mask even more because in our minds we're like okay this person's obviously trying to help and they're concerned so i want to accept it but at the same time i really can't accept this type of help right now because this type of help is actually making it worse for me and what i actually want to say is stop talking to me stop asking me questions but i realize that that's not nice and they would take it the wrong way but I don't have enough spoons to explain to them why I need them to stop talking and why I don't want them to help me in the ways that they're choosing to help me at this moment but I also don't have enough spoons to explain to them how I actually need them to help me in this moment so there's a lot As you can see, going on in our minds in the middle of a shutdown, I want you guys to remember one, please do not take it personally when we are experiencing a shutdown. And two, more than ever in any other situation, especially during a shutdown, do not force us into having to process anything more than what we already had to leading up to the shutdown if i could say there's a number one rule of what not to do when we're experiencing an autistic shutdown is to just ask us questions I know a lot of the times holistic people like to ask each other questions when they're going through a distressing moment because that's your way of trying to gauge how you can help someone. but. When you're asking your autistic loved one questions in the middle of a shutdown, one, you're not only not gonna get an answer from us because we don't know what we're experiencing or if we do, we do not have the spoons to even verbalize it. At that point, verbalizing anything for us is impossible. If I could try to explain to you how it feels to try to talk when you're having a shutdown, It feels like your mouth is literally sewn shut you could always remind yourself that after your autistic loved one comes out of their shutdown and reaches out to you or gives you an indication of hey i'm coming out of it right now that is when you could start to figure things out slowly and ask us questions and get to the bottom of why we had that shutdown to begin with so that you can understand better for next time so that maybe you could avoid it next time and also next time maybe you don't need to ask questions because you would just already know based off of how it played out the last couple times. So this is kind of where I could give advice as to what would be helpful for us because I don't wanna just sit here and tell you what you shouldn't do and what you can't do. I wanna also give you guys actual tangible advice as to what would help us in these moments, allow you guys to walk away with some knowledge and some tools at your disposal. With that being said, the first advice I would love to give you is to identify when your autistic loved one is going through a shutdown and identify what that looks like to them. So that's just something you have to gauge, not only with experience with your autistic loved one, but ideally you guys would have these conversations before a shutdown is happening. So you would be talking about this when you guys are both in a pretty good, well-regulated state of mind. Kind of go through like what makes them have their shutdowns or what their shutdowns typically look like. Or if you guys have already experienced it a couple times together, you guys could talk about the times that you guys believed you experienced those shutdowns and talk through hey were you experiencing a shutdown that one time when we were out in the grocery store and you just stopped talking and moving you guys could kind of process that together and maybe they'll say yeah i think that was a shutdown actually and you guys could kind of process why did they have a shutdown in that moment and what would have been helpful which is kind of going into my advice is figure out specifically what your autistic loved one needs from you when they are experiencing a shutdown and if they themselves aren't really sure either I guess this advice is for both of you I find that for a lot of autistic individuals when we are experiencing shutdowns what is really helpful is to not ask questions not start conversations basically not say anything or push your autistic loved one in needing to respond to you in any way but just kind of take control of that moment in a very gentle but assertive way also say one sentence statements. For example, instead of saying, hey, are you okay? Hey, what do you need from me right now? Hey, are you experiencing a shutdown right now? Or asking all these questions, you could say, hey, I'm here for you. You will be okay. Or you could say, I'm gonna get us out of here. I'm gonna get us into a quieter place. Let's go take a break outside. Let's get some fresh air. Let me go get you some water. Basically, you're not only gently taking control of the situation where you're physically helping them with your acts of service, but you're also giving them words of affirmation in a very easily processed way in those moments that's basically saying you are here to help them and support them. This is something that you should gauge with your autistic loved one as well is whether or not they want you to physically give them affirmation. I know sometimes with some people, for whatever reason, they don't want you to touch them when they're experiencing any sort of distress. So I want you to have that conversation with your loved one and see if rubbing their or just squeezing their arm, you know, any sort of like deep pressure massages or any sort of physical affirmation would be helpful for them. And if that's something they would want from you, then by all means, like give them that physical affirmation basically letting them know that you're there for them. And the last advice I have to give is establishing a protocol for when your autistic loved one is coming out of the shutdown because if we as the autistic person is expecting our loved ones to not ask questions, to not basically smother us when we are experiencing a shutdown, we have to also be able to step up and communicate to them when we are coming out of the shutdown because we don't want to encourage our loved ones to have to come to us and ask, hey, are you good now? Or hey, are you still in your shutdown? Establish with your loved one that when I am done experiencing my shutdown and I'm coming out of it, I will come to you and I will tell you I am coming out of the shutdown right now. This is where we can begin to communicate a little bit more. This is where you guys could gauge this as well. Like what are those transitional points of starting that communication up again and everyone will have a different rate at which they come out of their shutdowns. So kind of go over that with your loved one and say, hey, when I'm experiencing a shutdown, I will tell you when I'm coming out of it. But just to let you know, that doesn't mean I'm ready to have a full-on conversation yet. It just means that I could probably have baseline conversations, but I will let you know when I'm able to have full-on deep reflective conversations with you. But yes, you guys, I hope this video was helpful for you. Of course, if you're the autistic person, I would love for you guys to send this to your loved one, family, friends, partners. I think this will be a really, really great conversation piece for you guys, especially when you guys are both in a good place right now. This is the best time to talk about the protocols of how to deal and cope with the shutdown before it ultimately happens because to expect yourself to never have a shutdown or try not to ever have a shutdown is just unrealistic. I want us to normalize shutdowns, meltdowns, burnouts as much as possible as just a part of our experience and it doesn't have to be something we're ashamed of. I hope this video was helpful in being that foundation in which you could have that conversation. I hope that I helped explain a lot of what you may go through when you are experiencing a shutdown in a way where your loved one can understand and of course i hope that i actually gave good tips as to what you should and shouldn't do when you are experiencing a shutdown of course tweak the tips i gave you guys as much as you want to to your needs either way i hope this video was as helpful as i want it to be and if you're feeling extra generous in trying to support an autistic creator like me you could always donate to my channel by pressing that heart thanks button down below in every single video if you vibe with my content and catch yourself wanting to binge more of it you could always join my channel memberships i create members only content and that is extra content that the public doesn't get access to so there's that option for you these are all ways that you could just support my channel thank you guys for tuning in on today's video i will see you guys on next week's video bye guys